This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the Redskins coming out for the first half against the Giants. And then they might as well just have stayed in the locker room for the second half because they wrapped it up and gave it away to them as an early Christmas gift. All this about the debacle and much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? What's happening? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> you supposed what's to say up? yo, 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 Aaron. You're really the host. You're really still the remote host. It's just weird because I'm remote today. This whole setup is different. But you guys are going to be hearing a lot of different setups because we are working diligently to get our audio quality higher. So next week's show, I'm going to have a completely new setup in our new Harry Hawk Studios. Live from Jeffersonville, Indiana. Dude, the studio is actually uh, is actually moving to a different location next week. Yeah, I got to move out of the woods since I can't afford the $10,000 to uh, run the cable internet out there. And I'm moving out to the uh, – I'm going to use the office to do the recordings. My office. Right. So, uh, anyway, enough of that. Dudes, that game What a load. What a load. Not the whole game. The first half, you know, was was very promising. Everything was going great. Seventeen to three at the half. Throwback unis. Offense is looking good. Defense is looking good. Special teams are looking pretty good, for the most part. And then the second half happened. <laughs> but then the Giants made all the adjustments they needed, and the Redskins played all this this slack prevent crap. And the offense couldn't get on the field for more than four plays in a row or three plays in a row. It was like a completely, so the defense. It was like a completely different uh, team in the second half. It was horrible. I mean, by the end of the game, the defense. I mean, their tongues were dragging on the ground. Man, they were on the field the entire second half. Dude, they were spent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, Josh. And, and, and so were Dan Snyder's dollars, and he expected more out of that. <laughs> After the first part of the second. Half, like the first three and out or whatever, I told Josh I was worried about the game. Yeah, I was feeling You told me you were worried about the game before the game started. That's true. I did say I was more worried about that game than the Eagles game, and I proved to be right. Well, you you had reason. Well, well, one of the reasons was I didn't have the blow-up doll because I was on vacation. I thought you were going to call, like, your father-in-law or something and ask him to... uh, to go and put the blow up doll up in your house. Yeah, I was pretty surprised you didn't you didn't go to those measures, especially in the second half. Seriously, dude, I was going to call him and tell him to, uh, you know, put up the blow up doll, but I thought he would just think I was completely insane. I think you probably would have thought you were a big perv. Done. <laughs> <laughs> go to my house, find the Redskins blow up doll, plug it in, and then come back to the house three hours later. I, I said, you know, you should just set it up on a remote timer so that, you know, when you're when you're out of town like that, it just blows itself up. <laughs> sits there, watches the game, and then afterwards the, uh, you know, it deflates. Well, there's a few things that could have happened too, though, that I couldn't have controlled. Like, a, I couldn't have, you know, touched Daryl Green bobblehead doll every time we needed a big defensive stop. B, I couldn't have taken the nesting dolls out one at a time every time we scored. Three, I couldn't give the blow-up doll a high-five every first down. There's a lot of rituals that did not get upheld there, and they're hard to explain on one sheet of paper to a 79-year-old father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't he just Even get, like, a brand, 
He just got like a brand new Mac Daddy computer or something, though, didn't he? Dude, I'm just telling you. It's hard to explain to him how to record his VCR, much less the intricacies of what has to take place to fulfill all the rituals I have during a Redskins game. Well, that's just it, man. You're not allowed to leave during the season anymore because I think somebody called the Redskins during the second half and said, guys, I got some bad news. Aaron doesn't have his stuff set up. Yeah, officially, everyone out there, we can blame Aaron. <laughs> it's Aaron's For this fault. loss. And Wasted Danny. opportunity with the uh, blow-up dolls. And if Dan Snyder's listening, you can put me on the payroll, and I'll make sure that happens every week. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you haven't spent enough stuff, you know, money on buying stuff anyway. I was trying to count as many like red times it says Redskins in my Redskins room, and I lost count around 179. <laughs> it's impossible to do. It must say it like a million times in there. Anyway, let's get back back to the game, though, dudes. In all seriousness. The first half uh, was going pretty good. The Redskins got off to a good start, except for the running game. It never really got going. Yeah, you're right. It really didn't. Um, and I know there were a lot of questions and something we can touch on here in a second with the uh, play calls at the end of the game, too. But, yeah, the running game, it just never really seemed to get off the ground. It never it never dominated. Um, they didn't They didn't even run for 100 yards in the game total. So, it's kind of, you know, you'd expect a balanced game, and I believe it's pretty balanced in the runs and the passes, but it, it, it just, the running game just never took off. It seems like they didn't really commit to it. Al Saunders always wants to put the ball in the air. Um, and it, in the second half, I, I don't know what happened, but it just didn't work. Well, why didn't he put the ball in the air in the second half? Yeah, that's a good question, dude. They kept throwing all these short little passes, and they weren't going downfield when everyone knew going into the game that the Giants' defense had given up 80 points in two games. And we weren't even going down the field until that the last five minutes of the game when me and Josh were sitting here like, dudes, go deep. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it was... Well, it seemed like every time they started dropping back for passes early on... Um, in the second half, the the Giants' defense started stepping up. The linebackers were were taking care of business on the run calls and on the passes. I mean, they just—I don't know if people weren't getting open or if Campbell just couldn't see him. I don't know. He might not have been able to see him because he was dropping back in the pocket. And he wasn't adjusting. Like if his if his offensive linemen were getting pushed back into him, he wouldn't like take an extra step back. He would just kind of stay there and get crowded in. And yeah. yeah. And he did have a couple of lucky completions too, where that could have been interceptions. You know, um, that there were some that were just really tight. You know, when you looked at it, it was like, man, I wouldn't have thrown that ball there. But you know, I'm not the quarterback. On the other hand, he did have a couple of nice long passes again. Exactly, he, you can tell. I mean, three weeks in a row, you can see he's got a huge arm. And you know, he hasn't even started a. a 10 games yet. I think his next one's going to be his 10th game, if I'm not mistaken. That's the second time I've said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the you whole. You said that last week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's a young quarterback. He's, he's, he's basically, as far as starts are concerned, you could almost still call him a rookie, except for some time on the sideline. He's only started 9 or 10 games. He's going to have some flashes of brilliance. He's got some problems with his short and intermediate uh, um, accuracy, 
pat or issues. He's got some issues with that. Um, we know he's got a great cannon of an arm, and he's been pretty close on most of his deep passes. He had that huge overthrow to Santana Moss, of course, earlier this season. But, you know, he's got the skills. He's just going to have to gain experience. The skills. He's got the skills. Dude, I mean, he's big smooth. Here's another question for you. Where was uh, Chris Cooley in the second half? Was he in the yeah, blocking? Like, I guess he was in there blocking because the Giants were blitzing more, I think, in the second half. And I guess they had to hold him back to block. But, oh, man, it was it, – it, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when we drove downfield and we couldn't get that touchdown in, I mean, it was like that, that's the perfect opportunity. We were all saying it. That's the perfect spot for Chris Cooley. Where was he? Yeah. I mean – why are we running the sweep, trying to run a sweep around the end? And, dude, the other thing, the thing that sucks is they knew by that point in the game, we're talking about the end here in case you guys didn't catch up on that. They knew at the end of the game that if we're going to run the ball, we're going to run it to the left because the right side is decimated with injury, A. Am I correct in this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So they're running it the other way, and then what – Dude, what was up with after Randall L. caught that miraculous pass at the two-yard line? They ran up there and then spiked it only to run a second-down pass. That's stupid. Why didn't yeah. they get the play in, don't spike it, throw an incomplete pass on first down, and it, it's the same result except you have an extra down. It did, and even before that, like, what were they doing? <laughs> Dudes, it was messed up is all I'm saying. Like, they had no clock management down there, 51 seconds to go down there. And then spike the ball only to throw an incomplete pass on the next down. And then two more downs were the same play. Same Where play. was Liddell Betts and not Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis, the dynamic player that he is, that he seems to have come back as this year, sitting well, on the sideline. Well, well even if not Clinton Portis, where's Mike Sellers? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I want to bring up. When they've come in on short yardage plays and brought in Mike Sellers this year, how many times has he been stopped short for one yard? Maybe once? Yeah, it's like he got stopped short of a first down against Philadelphia, but he still, he still gained a yard on the play. Yeah. Alright, speaking, speaking of Clinton Portis, do you think he benched himself? Do you think he got benched? Do you think he took himself out of the game? Well, I was watching the news conference on Monday. Um, I saw the, uh, the beginning of it and, you know, Gibbs got a little testy, of course, because he's getting he was frustrated too. But he was saying basically, the backs, when one's in, they go and they they can kind of substitute with each other is what is the gist of what he was saying. And Clinton Porter started that drive, and then he went out, um, and Liddell Betts went in, and he said that uh, Ernest Viner, it was Ernest Viner's choice to bring in Betts, and he just left him in the rest of the game. Well, probably so. Basically, he benched Porter for that fumble is what I'm getting out of that. Yeah, I'm thinking so too. So actually. Ernest, you think Ernest Binder bench bench Portis on that? I think he wanted to give uh, Betts a chance to to you know he was doing the work he hadn't fumbled at all, so I think he wanted to give Betts a chance to to get the game winning points. Um, it seemed to me the left side of the line uh, was very late on the fourth down because they were rushing for some unknown reason. Again, Jason Campbell being a rookie, rough. Dude, didn't they have like didn't they have like twenty some seconds left? Yeah, yeah, there there was about that. <laughs> So why are they they were running around like they had three seconds to snap the ball? Mm-hmm. Why, why did they I, come I up there? Why did they come up there and on first down and spike the ball? 
That's what we were just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get back to that, actually. It, it, part of that being Jason Campbell, but part of that, maybe that was, you know, Gibbs probably. Didn't have the call in. Uh, he probably didn't have the call in. And that's been a problem since Gibbs has come back. Trying yeah, to get something in a rush, uh, run a play so they can't throw a, a, a challenge flag from the other sidelines, just run a damn, a damn run. Um, something. Two minute drills. He's just been really bad about that yeah, since but, he's come back. Yeah, but who's calling it in now? I mean, who does that come down to? Is, is Gibbs calling it in or is it Saunders calling it in? But dude, what well, did they, they gain? What did they gain on that play where Randall L caught it? 30 some yards? I they had the. They had the time for the team to run all the way up there for Gibbs to get a quick play called into uh, Jason Campbell's headset by the time they got lined up. Well, we saw this uh, last week. Was it last week against Philadelphia? Yeah, when Andy Reid called that timeout to save their butts when they decided, oh, let's go for the touchdown at the end of the first half. No, they yeah, did. Same they thing. Did it's say like Gibbs, Gibbs is just like, oh, well, what do we do? No, they did say last week, though. They did say that Jason Campbell's headset was uh, having problems last week. Well, dude, yeah. that's because he was in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should have been prepared for that. You know <laughs> I mean, what I'm you saying? Can't, you it can't put it past the Eagles to, uh, you know, oh, uh, look, this wire just fell out of the uh, patch bay. Yeah, the Brian James or whatever, the Link Financial Field, running around there, like, kicking some microphone plug out. <laughs> <laughs> At an inopportune time for At the business. Oops, inopportune time. Anyway, yeah. dude, Joe gives me shape up even, this stuff. Yeah, I mean, even in that kind of situation, you should be ready to have a set amount of plays that you can use hand signals for in an emergency. At this, you know, it, even though it's only his ninth or tenth game, there's, he should, Jason Campbell should be well versed enough to be able to pick that up if it's coming from the sideline. But I have not seen evidence yet, really, since Gibbs has been back that he, they have their act together when it comes to these, these quick choices, quick decisions. No, no, here's a question in that situation. If, if the play can't get in, he's having problems with his headset. Do you think Jason Campbell at this point has a wherewithal to call the play himself to make a decision in that that kind of instance, or do you think we're always going to see a timeout called or or a, a spike ball to get the play in there? I think you're always going to see a timeout or spike ball at this point. I, at this point, yeah, I think maybe in the future because he does have the potential. I think to to be able to make that decision and get up there and get him going. But dudes, it wasn't even right there on that last four downs. At the one yard line. Earlier in that drive, there seemed to me two, I think two times they had a fourth down that I thought was unnecessary because of clock management. Except one time it was a fumble that they lost it down, but it seemed like two times on that drive they had fourth downs that they shouldn't even have got to that point. Yeah, they had because, a lot of third downs on that drive. Because, but two, a couple times it was because of bad plays. He was like doing that same stupid sweep. Like on first and second down, then they get to third and have an incompletion or like a five-yard completion, and then get yeah, to fourth and, and have to convert. And you could tell that the linebackers for the Giants were just salivating because they knew it was coming again, another run, and they knew where it was going. Yeah, because they weren't running to the right. Yeah. And that's partly because of the offensive line problems, which are already coming back to bite us. Yeah, they're, they're, that's starting to affect us definitely because if, if – you know, even with the Giants going into halftime and making a bunch of adjustments and the Redskins just flaking out on this one, um, the Giants are not a good team. So what's going to happen, you know, after we get through these first six games going against these Philadelphia and, and New York and Detroit and we got Green Bay coming up who might be legitimate, maybe. They have a really good defense this year. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you, you say that about Philadelphia, but look what they did this week. 
yeah, exactly. They they blew it up when those those ridiculous uniforms they were wearing. <laughs> but they, but they did it against Detroit, who who sucks. was, who was like but, the Re- like the Redskins. We don't know if they were a good team. Well, either. that's what I was going to say. I mean, they were, Detroit was two and zero as well going into this week. Dude, I still can't tell how good or bad the Redskins are. I think they're I think working they're it out. I, I, I think they've still got too. a lot, you know, they're starting to gel, but, but then it's suddenly it's like they fall back into their old ways. I, I just don't understand why they can't keep that sort of mesh together. You know what I mean? I, think I, still, think, I still think a lot of it, though, is play calling. There's so many times, like this year, even this year, I'm like, why are you calling that play now? Right. And how much of that is is Gibbs being Saunders? Are you calling this? No, I want to call this play. Um, it sounded, I, what is Saunders going to call? Oh, I don't like that call. I'm going to call this instead, you know, overriding, maybe arguing. I mean, how are much they, of that do you think might be going on? I don't know. I mean, we can only speculate <laughs> about that. But it, yeah, so, I just wonder, you know, it is such an extensive playbook. Have they all had time to learn all these plays? A and is and are they being called in logical sort of way where you know a play is being called at a certain point of the game and, and it doesn't make sense to us. I mean, I guess it has to make sense to them. I hope hopefully Al Saunders isn't looking at his playbook going, "Well, I haven't called this play in like five years. Let's try this play. <laughs> Let's just see what. Oh, what does that play do? Oh, it has a fancy name, the fancy oh, pants play. Let's do that. Oh, dude, John does have a point there. If they are arguing about the play, that could explain why they're not getting the play in in time. I mean, it, it might be. Who knows? I know one thing. The second half sucked. Well, you know, it was Gibbs that brought Saunders in with his playbook. So if, if there's problems there, then they're going to have to work them out amongst themselves. Anyway, so, something else I want to throw out, too, was the uh, – What did you guys think of the officiating crew this week? I mean, we had that, that penalty where Porter spiked the ball and we got that penalty, but, you know, the, uh. But earlier someone, in the game, dude, someone, someone on the other team, team spiked it. Yeah, somebody on the Giants spiked it earlier in the game and they didn't call it. I'm almost positive, cause I, I haven't, like, gone back and watched the game or anything, but I'm almost positive that the spike from the Giants was on the sideline and I can only speculate that it's not a rule while the person's on the sideline, like, out of the play. Field. That might be right, dude, because I think later in the game when Sean Taylor, did he intercept it? Yeah. Didn't he spike it when he was on the sideline and they didn't call it? He might have. I think he started, I think he kind of did one of those started to an oopsie stopped kind of things. Well, anyway. That was a, that, that, that particular play, we got a first down again after that, but that, you know, just little things. There, there were a bunch of little things like that that really... So, oh, that that leads me to my kick, which is going to Casey Raybach. Oh, man. Oh, well, yeah, go ahead. You held on a run. He held on a pass this time, but it was a huge... It was a huge pass. And a couple of false starts. Yeah, what yeah. was that? What was up with that? Yeah, He's I'm going to join center, you with dude. that. I have to give him my kick on that. That just sucked. Dude, how does the center have a false start? How the hell does the center <laughs> have a false start? Maybe, maybe he's not very coordinated and his balance is bad. You guys... uh I just, I just have no idea. Sweet some suck too, man. Yeah, I mean so? he had that one field goal, but he missed one early in the game. Yeah, but he's been His consistent. Kickoffs. He's been consistent elsewhere, you know, 
Yeah, he and I'm not even really complaining about the field goal. Um, his kickoffs are kind of short. Yeah, and he was nailing them in the in the preseason. He was sending them to the end zone in the one, the two. Maybe he's hurting. Maybe he strained something, and they haven't told us. Dude, Maybe. he's not John Hall. <laughs> yeah, he's still better than John Hall. That's for sure. John oh, but Hall, what if, dude, on the other side, uh, there's a couple good points I wanted to throw out there. What about um, Rock Cartwright? Yeah, who got my game ball last week. I'm not going to give it to him again this week since he got one last week, but he picked up right where he left off. He had five returns for 140 yards. Well, I'm going to give him my game ball. That's massive. Right. Well, I mean, since we're talking kicks and game ball, I think we all agreed on the kick. Yeah. Um, although I, it, I do want to give a kick to to the play calling, the coaching staff, whatever that was that uh-huh. that, that, that caused all that. Everything involved with the offense that kept the defense on the field for like 25 of the last 30 minutes. Yes. And so yeah, the ineptitude in the second half. And the damn two-minute drills. Come on. And that that leads to my game ball. My game ball is going to go to the whole defense because they had to work their butts off the whole game. Well, the second half. Stand, like You know, like I said earlier, man, their tongues were dragging. They were really, really tired. Yeah. And they lost uh, Cornelius Griffin. He has a slight, I think they said, slight tear or strain in his meniscus. So he, you know, the big, he's awesome when he's healthy, but they lost him. How long is he out for? The game. I think he's back next game, officially, okay. so far. The only injury I know of that might be hurting us next time is Santana Moss uh, pulled his groin. Did you say And they that- said he would not be able to play this weekend if it wasn't the bye, if, if it was a regular game instead of the bye week. Did you and say what about- Cornelius Griffin? You said he's out throwing discus? <laughs> what, dude, what about Fred Smoot? Why wasn't he playing? Um, what was the same reason as he was out last week? Wasn't it a strain quad? Is it turf toe or something? No, it's not turf toe. Can I say something about Carlos Rogers real quick? Was it a groin? Does it does does it start with H and end with sucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but beyond that, one of the reasons I found that he sucks is I saw some interview with him on Comcast, and he said that his idol was like. Deion. Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah. Are, are you serious? Yeah. That's how Fred Smoot used to be, too. He was all like, I'm the new Deion Sanders. I'm the mouth of the South. Oh, my. He's the mouth like of something, stuff. all right. <laughs> <laughs> we need him to come back because Carlos Rogers is stinking it up big time. I got to say, he is really lining up to be another one of those big first-round busts. Is he going to be the next Daryl Pounce? I don't know if it's that bad because Daryl Pounds, I think, was a third round pick. Remember when we picked him up? Carlos with... Rogers was a top top ten pick. Yeah, remember when we picked him up and we were all like, "Dude, he could be the next Daryl Green," and we were like, "Sweet, they didn't get Pac Man Jones. They got this uh, this guy." Right, dude. I thought I thought Carlos Rogers was picked with like the number twenty two pick. No, dude, that was a uh, Jason Campbell was way back as a pick like that when his year. Um, no, Carlos Rogers and. Am I thinking correctly? Jason Rodgers and Samari Roll and, and, uh, who did I say? Pac-Man Jones were all picked, like, right in the after, one after the other. Well, at least they like, didn't get that's Pac-Man. That's who we wanted the most anyway. What's that? Well, at least they didn't get Pac-Man. He's making it rain. He's, he's wrestling or something, isn't he? <laughs> Is he? Is he doing, in like, jail. cage matches? Something like that. <laughs> and the NFL yeah. is trying to keep him from doing it or something. 
Yeah, anyway, we don't care about him. Yeah, no who more... cares? Anyway, we don't have him, so I guess it could be worse. Um, but I do want to throw this out about the defense what going along with Josh. <laughs> going along with Josh's uh, game ball to the whole defense, even with being on the field that whole entire second half, they gave the ball back to the offense not once but twice with less than five minutes in the game to give them an opportunity to go down the field and win it or tie it. Yeah, that's least. right. They had two picks and a fumble recovery, but the yeah. Redskins those back. So it there's was, no uh, excuse, none. And yeah, London I mean, Fletcher had a huge game again. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. London Fletcher. Huge. He had a pick and a fumble, a forced fumble. As a matter of fact, he's going to get my game ball because because it, it's got to go to someone on defense. Uh-huh. You know, typically in, in thinking about the D, aside from what we see with Carlos Rogers, which we we talk about, he needs work. I think the D is pretty looking pretty solid. They're playing pretty good, and London Fletcher and uh, Landry were like bigger pickups than I thought they were going to be, especially Fletcher. They've they've made such a huge change to this game. Yeah, I was kind of afraid, um, or to the season. I was kind of afraid London Fletcher was going to be another one of those guys that comes in and like, like you were saying, gets turf toe in preseason and just doesn't even play all year. Because <coughs> the guy's never missed a game, and I was like, that figure. As soon as he comes to Washington, he's going to tear his Achilles or something, you know. Knock and he's wood, he's dude. he's sturdy. Knock on wood. Yeah. He <coughs> said wood. Uh. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't think we're going to have a um, Tom's Trivia this week because since we've been on vacation, I haven't been able to really. Yeah, I was going yeah, to say the same is, thing. It's a vacation yeah. week. <laughs> Tom's Trivia this week is, why do you think the Redskins sucked so bad in the, <laughs> in second, the second half? half? That's the Tom's Trivia question of the week. So if you have an answer <clears throat> to that. Yeah, because, dudes, back in the day, it was Joe Gibbs that was known for making the adjustments at the end of the first half. Exactly. How many times do you remember back in the day for you older guys like us, well, and much older guys like older than us, um, back in the day, especially, you know, mid to late 80s where Joe Gibbs would take the team in at halftime and you're like, what is going on with the Redskins? And you just, but you knew Gibbs was going to make those adjustments, Gibbs and Pettibone and all those guys. And they came back in the second half and were awesome. Mhm. Anyway. Yep. Um. What else? No oh, yeah. trivia. Um. I was going to uh, let her. We've had record downloads for the podcast, by the way, guys. Um. I don't know if I told John. Yeah, I think I did. Didn't I, John? How many? We uh, had like 23,000 23, downloads this past month. That's fantastic. Do you like keep four- telling friends? Four hundred thousand hits. Four hundred and sixty-five thousand hits on the site. Booyah! Yeah, that's almost Thanks for half visiting. a million. If you think about if you think about downloads though for the podcast, which is pretty incredible considering nearly a hundred episodes ago we were just sitting around going, "Oh, let's do this little podcast thing." That means that's, like, that's like a quarter of FedEx Field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, listening to our listen uh, to us ramble. <laughs> listening to us instead of Larry. I would rather listen to us than Larry, I have to say. <laughs> well, yeah. Even, I'm even sure a lot of other people would say. <laughs> even on the weeks where we're really bad, I think we're still probably better th- or easier on the ears. And we vowed you know, not to take any sponsors unless it was Redskins related. And we did on the site this past week. Um, we have that deal going with uh, the Redskins store. So if you guys 
listening out there are going to buy any Redskins stuff for Christmas where you would normally buy it from the Redskins store. If you click through the Harry Hog site, it helps us out. Um, they give us a little bit back on each purchase that we can put back into uh, paying for our bandwidth and, and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, and getting well, better better sound equipment, which is our, one of our big priorities right now. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't cost you guys anymore. It's the same prices as if you went through their store, except they give us a few bucks. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's it's just a click-through, like clicking on Amazon.com yeah. from another site. But so, it gives, yeah. us, gives us a little, a little bit. If you're going to do it, we sure would appreciate it. I don't really consider it an ad, though, dudes, because we know that all of us and our listeners are going to buy Redskin stuff. Like, are we not going to? <laughs> no matter how bad they are, it's like, they play their worst game of their life, and then the next week we're like, dude, did you see that Cooley jersey? It's pretty sweet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, man, that sucked. Throwback uniforms are cool, though. <laughs> dude, I'm getting one of those hats. But, uh, but yeah, but everybody, thanks for, lo- you know, logging in and downloading. We've had uh, made a bunch of changes on the site, too. So, uh, you know, if you haven't seen those, done some updating. It's looking pretty nice. So, And we're about to unveil the new site for the 100th episode, right, dude? Yeah, what's that? Three more weeks? Yeah. yeah. Chop, chop, dude. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, oh, I wanted to mention this, and I don't know if I mentioned it last week. Those of you who uh, who we owe the um, the Harry Hog theme for Firefox to, we've decided the easiest way to do this is to basically put it on the site, and once you've won Tom's Trivia, then we make you able to have access to download it. So that's going to be the easiest way to do it. And that will, and it will just show up in your profile. So yeah, so, uh, if we owe it to you, it'll just show up in your user profile on harryhogfootball.com. Uh, when you log in, go to your Harry Hog user profile and, uh, and there'll be a little place there that says, uh, Harry Hog theme. It'll show up in your menu. Click on the theme and then you can just download it right there. If, if we do owe that to you and it doesn't show up for you, just shoot us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com, and we will make that available. Right. And that hair, that uh, email address is h-a-r-r-y hogfootball.com. <clears throat> or, or you can call us up on the old phone at uh, 202-657-HAIL. That's H-A-I-L. And we did get a couple of phone calls this past week. And uh, I'm going to stick him here. I'm going to stick him in on the end of this at post. We got a phone call from uh, a, one guy in New Jersey. I can't remember who it was right now, dude. I'm sorry. But uh, thanks for thanks for ringing in. He was pretty upset about the game. <laughs> and uh, Well, dude, he's got to live up there with all those New Jersey Giants fans. That's right. Oh, that's right, the Meadowlands Giants. He was pretty upset. So if you have parents and uh, kids listening to this, we're going to put his at the end of this uh, podcast. Um so, uh, you know, turn, turn it off. Uh, so, uh, turn it yeah, off you might now. Wanna, turn it off now. Turn it off now if, if you don't hear that part. Um, or no. after we say the, uh, after we close with after the, uh, we close with our famous line, words. Line. Um, and then we also had another listener, uh, call in. It sounded like it was Forrest George calling in. Um, but, uh, he was wanting to know where we could get a hold, where he could get a hold of the, uh, Redskins theme, Redskins fight song. Um, in an MP3 format, he wants to play it while he's tailgating. So, uh, and, and I don't know, dude. I think I, we just Google it, right? I think so. If you Google it, you'll find it. Um, tell them to send an email to redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com for more information about that. Yeah, send, send an email there, dude. Well, you just told them. Yeah. <laughs> they can hear you also, dude. Remember? 
I, I'm, I forget because I'm on remote access right now. <laughs> By the way, we've had Aaron muted this entire podcast, so you won't hear him at all. <laughs> Punk. <laughs> anyway, uh, what else we I'll got? I'll tell you one thing. I guarantee the Redskins are not going to lose this weekend. I guarantee they will not lose. I guarantee it too, man. I'll bet all my life savings that they will not lose this weekend. You willing to stand behind it? I'm standing behind it. Alright. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Um, I, I would love to, I would it. love to guarantee that. Then why don't you? Yeah. I will optimistically say that the Redskins will not lose this weekend. I guarantee it. I want I 100%. Guarantee. I guarantee it. Dude, and Josh, if you don't guarantee it, you're not a true fan. That's Dude, right. We we all know that it's a bye week. And, <laughs> and, that, we're, and that we're just going on and on here. <laughs> so, and you still won't guarantee it. But but see, I will guarantee that the Redskins will not win this weekend. Um, mm. I can't guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how about a, we got a random Redskin of the week? We're getting a little long here. Oh, yeah, we got a random Redskin of the week. This week's random. Daryl Pounds. <laughs> it's Daryl Pounds. Um, yeah, let's make it Daryl Pounds. You know, I was going to do someone else. We're going to make it Daryl Pounds. Daryl Pounds. Number 31. Who was that, Sonny? <laughs> Cornerback at a nickel state who played from 95 to 99. Daryl Pounds. It's like, who he... gave up that long pass? Wait, Daryl Pounds? Pounds. Wait, dude, Daryl Pounds has been out. Of the league for eight years, and we still talk about him. No, uh, he did go to Denver. I know that after he left. But um, still, he hasn't been on the Redskins since '99. Does somebody have to pay him a royalty every time we talk about him? Maybe we should. I, stop. I would love to have a sound clip of, of Sonny and Sam and Frank talking about him. Sonny going, "And who gave up that long pass?" And Sam going, "It was Daryl Pounds." <laughs> <laughs> um. I would love to have that clip too, but yours is just as funny, man. <laughs> no, Darryl well, Pounds. my my real one has has a word in between Daryl and Pounds. <laughs> well, we're we're maybe we'll add that in to the uh, the adult content at the end of the uh, podcast. Yeah, we're we're gonna bleep it out. We're gonna keep it so that uh, we're you know we don't have to put the explicit sign up on the podcast. Yeah, we we try to stay uh, explicit, box free. Right. And sometimes we just can't. Sometimes we just can't help it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, dudes, you know, bad second half, good first half. We got to, you know, obviously this week it's a no-lose, no-win situation for the Redskins. They can get a lot of good rest and Beat come out Detroit. next week and uh, and get Beat ready Detroit. to throw down. Dude, where is the game next week, home or away? I think we're away next week, aren't we? Uh, uh, yeah. Let me look it up here. Uh, Redskins.com slash schedule. No, it's at home. It's at home. Is That's it? right. And right, then at Green Bay, and then we get Arizona, led by maybe Kurt Warner still at that point. Kurt also, Warner. after the Green Bay game is the 100th episode. That's right. So next week, we're probably not going to have much to talk about. It might be a short episode, but every time we say that, it's like 60 minutes long. Right. Because we always find stuff to talk about with the Redskins. Anyway, dudes. Let's wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll talk to you next week from the new Harry Hog Studios. And, uh, live. And, uh, yeah, give us a call or send us an email. And, um, as always, as always, 
Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, Joko! Daryl Pounds! Daryl Pounds! Bye bye! Yeah, this is Sean from New Jersey. I just watched the friggin' Redskins and Giants with a quarter. No sense of urgency on that ball at all. They friggin' just want to run, 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 run. Run three times, pump the ball. Run three times, pump the ball. Friggin' give them the ball. Giants for whole second half. Yeah, of course we're I just want to shout that out later. I'll sink Manhattan. Right under the sea I'll find the sweetest spot to watch As it goes away You were so happy With the things that you said Like he's my Lord half you laugh but you're gonna find a river of tiny tears from your crocodile eyes too late to apologize I say that's blood water Sink Manhattan I'll sacrifice friends I think they'd understand my plan I'll never be sure I've got a message So before I get I'll find your answering machine and I'll sink it first.